0: Guten Tag miteinander und willkommen zum Podcast. No, I'm kidding, of course. Um I'm here today with Armin only. That's why I started this little intro in Swiss German, but we will talk English of course as per customs. Armin, how are you today? How's it going?
1: I'm very good, thanks. Uh weather is looking a bit shit in Zurich, but uh, I'm used to it. So uh but over good missing the football over the weekend because we don't play when there's Easter but I'll be ready for next week.
0: Yeah we've we've not had a game either in like six weeks now and, and hopefully next week the weather <laughs> will hold up. It's been it's been a long a long time coming and we're playing top of the league next week so hopefully hopefully it'll oh, really? be a good one. Yeah. Lots of football played all around the Premier League and the Bundesliga and uh the Champions League is back this week as well. Let's yes. let's as always start in the prem. Last week we spoke a lot about the managerial changes. Uh, Roy Hodgson, a relatively new manager, got a five-one win away at Leeds, which is a huge mm. win. But let's talk about Leicester because we spoke quite in depth about Brendan Rodgers and and his his legacy that he leaves behind. They announced last mm. night that they. They will replace him with Dean Smith and and John Terry, who did well together at Aston Villa a few years ago. What do you make of that appointment?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not really convinced by it. I think you described it good in the chat. I think it's like just an appointment to have an appointment, just not to have nobody, which I get because the situation at Leicester is really desperate and they need someone to get in. And listen, I mean, you never know. I mean, the managers always gain experience with 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 time, so maybe he can he can turn it around.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. It, it it Toto sent us the 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 message into the group chat yesterday, asking us what we thought about it. And, and to me, it just seems like let's get someone in who, if we do get relegated, can bring us back up. I mm. I don't think Dean Smith's yeah. CV is good enough in the prem to really inspire confidence in Leicester fans at this point in time. It doesn't feel to me yeah. like they really believe that they can stay up. They're sat second from bottom, 25 points, just two above Southampton. Worst team since the World Cup still. They don't really look like scoring uh, at all. They don't really look like no. they have no. it in them right now. I don't know. They're, they're definitely in my bottom three this week and I don't see them staying up. Do yeah. you? Do you think they have a chance to stay up?
1: I think, to be honest... I think they're one of the teams where, like, it went so fast and now they're down there. Yeah, man. And they don't really know how they got into this position. Like, if you look at a side like Bournemouth, they know what they're fighting for. If they lose a game, they know they they are fighting to get uh, to stay up in the Prem and they won't panic. And I think with Leicester, they're so accustomed to be in the top ten, top six, whatever. They just hear and now all of a sudden it's like they're in shock. You know, they they panic. So I'm, I do. I'm really worried. I said on on the pod uh, last week that I, I'm worried. But I think they have enough to stay up. And uh, yeah, I mean it depends how they react now, and they have to be you know mentally really strong going away to City. I think it can be a bit of a blessing in a way that they can just I don't know, go one hundred percent, give everything and maybe you know, gain some confidence with a good performance because they, they're gonna lose. I mean they're just gonna lose. It's just obvious.
0: Yeah, it's one of so, the where they they don't really have anything to no, to lose at don't. this point, do they? They're in they're in it no. now for, for real real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. But I think what you said there is is exactly right. I mean, they obviously played each other, Leicester and and Bournemouth, last weekend. And and Bournemouth won Mm -hmm. 1-0 through a a billing goal. And and to me, that epitomised exactly what you just said. Because one team looked like they were fighting and they knew what they were fighting for. They knew... From a very long time ago, that that's what they were going to be facing this season, and and Gary O'Neill, credit to him, has, has done so well at Bournemouth since taking over from Scott Parker. He's he's really mm. made them competitive and made them hard to beat, and they're sat as fifteenth now, which is which is really impressive. And I don't think a lot of people would have seen the Cherries at fifteenth at this stage of the season. No, and no. and on the other side, you just saw a team, a team. Nonetheless, which still had the likes of Castagna and Harvey Barnes and Madison and Didi and Vardy and, yeah. and Pereira and there's a lot of a yeah. lot of quality in there, you know. But they were mm. just so disjointed. They were so all over the place. Still, mm. you know, they one of their best players, Telemans, nowhere to be seen. I, it, like you said, it's gone wrong so quickly for Leicester, and they have like eight games to get it right. And I'm not confident at all that they'll beat the drop.
1: No. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, difficult to predict.
0: We will see. We will watch this space, and we'll see what Dean Smith can do with them. Elsewhere, Chelsea also have a new coach, sort of a new coach. Lampard's mm-hmm. back. <laughs> what are they? I said. I said a week ago that it feels like they're playing Football Manager with their non-cohesive strategy and all over the place management. What? What do you make yeah. of that appointment? Obviously, he lost <clears> his <throat> first game
1: 1-0. I don't think it's a bad appointment. I quite like the appointment, actually. Because how many games are there left? I think eight. Eight
0: I'm games sure. left, yeah.
1: So just to bring in like a, a panic manager would, would have been wrong for, for Chelsea in long term. So maybe Frank with, I mean, the fans are for sure uh, going to like it. And... He will bring some new energy to the team, let's see, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he was two two days in charge before the game, so I I don't really have, I don't think that any blame lays on him, and he said in his interview as well that he just needs to get a picture of this team, which is very difficult if you have a team of 100 players, <laughs> so <laughs> I think he, for him is a great opportunity, but it's a very, very difficult job.
0: Yeah, it it. I mean, obviously, it's it's a huge job now with all the players following following Graham Potter who got it all wrong, and and yeah. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think there's much to be said about this defeat um, being his responsibility at all. I don't think there's he's to blame yeah. for this one. But I, I mean, looking at the table, right? It's all so close together. Arguably, sixth and seventh will play in Europe as well. That puts Chelsea seven points off of seventh placed Brighton, eight points off of sixth mm. place Villa. That's yeah. if you put together a run of games that you can you can get wins in, that's very much still doable for them this year. So yeah. And obviously they're still in the Champions League as well, playing a very difficult opponent with, with Real Madrid. <laughs> but but you know, in the Champions League, even against Real Madrid, anything can happen. You know, so it's yeah. not like their season is completely just gone. I mean they play Brighton next in the league, which is a massive game. And then yeah. and then Brentford at home, which is also two teams above them. And if they win those games, they're they're literally back in the race for the Europa League. So they're, it's not like their season is like a write off at all.
1: Mm. Yet no, 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 not yet. And it's the same. Um, I think it's a bit of the same with Leicester and Chelsea that they play this game now. Chelsea have a way to to Real Madrid, which is going to be very very hard. But it's one of them games. It's Champions League night and. You can maybe forget your, how to say your bad run of games in the Premier League. When it's Champions League, it's always, it seems like, it's a bit of a different vibe when it's Champions League, and you can just, just go out there and give it all and, and play with your heart, you know, take a shot from thirty yards, or, I don't know, you know, it's just Champions League, and anything can happen.
0: Yeah, this is true. It can almost give them like a bit of a a cup feeling, yeah. you know, where like more as they say, it goes out the window, and then anything yeah. anything can happen. But obviously, Real Madrid aren't going to be an easy game at all, mm-hmm. at all. Oh dear. No. Um, last weekend, also United, United, Newcastle, and Spurs all winning, uh, which means they all mm. stay in pace for the top four race. Which two yeah. out of those three? Are you, I mean, I mean, it looks like it's going to be the two out of three for those three teams. Yeah in the top four at the end of the season, who, which one, which who do you see not making it or who do you see making
1: it? Uh, Newcastle and Man United my guess. Because I think Tottenham, they've been get, getting lucky a bit against Brighton as well and I just don't. I think uh, the the, uh, the manager who is in charge, you know his name? I also...
0: yeah. Something
1: like that? I mean... I think uh, Carragher said it uh, good and on, on Mondainé hopefully said like he's the light version of Conte, <laughs> So it's just, yeah, I mean, that's what you're going to get if you have the, the manager in charge who is the, the number two from Conte. But I don't really, it's, again, what a goal by, from some, by the way. But Tottenham, they don't really excite me and I don't, I think the other two teams are just better than them and they are in better form. Yeah, and especially for the Eriksen and Casemiro coming back. Yeah,
0: that'll be big for United for sure. I mean, I, I, I think in a different in a different scenario, and if perhaps Newcastle dropped some points this week because they played three massive games, like a difficult home mm. game to United, and then two very difficult away games in London to West Ham and and Brentford. And I was yeah. at that Brentford game, and and they went one nil down after a shocking first half, and the yeah. way they responded brought on Callum Wilson and and Gordon at halftime switched to 442 and yeah. just the we have this saying in Switzerland a sort of a, a not an arrogance but a sort of a a, a vibe of that about them that it's almost like normal that if we're down if we're up against it we'll just we'll mm-hmm. just turn it up a notch you know we'll just go for yeah. it and we'll just go chase the goals and 15 minutes after the break they were literally unplayable the way they put pressure on on Brentford and just squeezed them like a lemon basically and scored two goals uh two really good goals by the way Isag with an absolute screamer and and Linton did a madness to to bend me
1: mm. it
0: was it was really impressive to see them respond like that and they are a team that is only going to get better obviously but they really impressed me and and seeing them live impressed me even more just the the sort of mm. the the swagger about them and the the aura about them being, we're we're just now a top side. We're going to do this to people. We're going to do this to people away from home. It's not a problem. That was really, mm. really cool to see from a neutral's point of view, which obviously I wasn't. Um, but yeah, I think Spurs will probably fall short as well just because the other two look stronger at the end of the day. Mm. United responded really well to that very poor Newcastle performance as well, beating Brentford too and, and more recently beating Everton on the weekend and now Be confident back.
1: about the uh, united Th- this season top 4 or what do you mean yeah this season top 4
0: yeah. yeah i am i am especially now casemiro and Ericsson, they are they are huge to that football club at the moment they're huge to that mm. team there i don't think united are top 4 are a top 4 side without casemiro and and Ericsson in in their side but yeah. if you look if you look at the at the running as well there's some there there are some difficult games coming up I mean, we've got we've got Chelsea left. We've got um, Brighton in the cup to go, but at the, mm. but also like a lot of teams that you'd expect to pick up a points. Like next game is not Forest. Then you've got Aston Villa at home, who obviously are in good form, but you need to beat them at home. West Ham, yeah. Wolves, Bournemouth, Fulham. Those are all sides United are expecting to beat. You know, so I I'm if they fuck it up from here, they don't deserve the top <laughs> four. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we've got yeah. we've got City, Arsenal and, I don't know, Liverpool away yeah. to play. But it, it, it's all teams either in and around us or teams that you'd expect to be wherever mm. you are in the table, really. So, yeah, I think United should really do it and I also think Newcastle deserve it because they've been consistent and, and they've just gone from strength to strength.
1: The thing with United is, I think, one thing that is could maybe harm them and which we are seeing the effects at the moment is um, their injuries and their tight calendar you know with they're all in the, in, in all the competitions even in the Carabao Cup they went on to the final and, and won it obviously they're still in the FA Cup they're still in the Europa League which is amazing and Tenogue is doing an incredible job but you're seeing Rashford going off with a groin injury Um, Shaw I think is out two or three weeks yeah Are you scared that maybe with the ton of games that maybe in these last Four or five games, they maybe just run out of of breath.
0: Uh you know what? I I would be. But I what what I saw this week from from Ten Hag after the Newcastle game, because the Newcastle game for me was was the epitomization of what you just said, you know, like it was very clear to see mm-hmm. that it was a leggy team, they all got back from international duty, they were all tired, yeah. couldn't really be bothered. Uh, just didn't fancy it at all we we spoke about it on the pod as well like the Newcastle midfield just completely outplayed them and then you were thinking oh shit this could fizzle out because suddenly then you look at the form and you're like oh, since the since the cup final we've been a bit crap and oh, United are not going to do it and now without Casemiro like blah 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 and the way they've responded just also on a mental point of view you know a one nil at home to Brentford, which is a bigger result than a lot of people think because Brentford are so annoying to play yeah, against and, and they yeah. make it so difficult for you. And you need to be on top of your game. Yeah. And then also beating Everton like they did on the weekend with an equally dynamic performance has made me kind of breathe a little bit in the sense of I can see that the Hag will not accept mm. being tired or being leggy or being, you know, yeah. like it, it was a bit like the, this happened under Ferguson a lot where, where you'd know United weren't great but you'd also know the team on the weekend would always be competitive.
1: What do you think? I think when when they went tunnel up against Everton, I watched their game. Just take off Rashford. Just take him off. He played so many games and he got the groin. I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say you should have took him off. But do you think that Ten Hag maybe could have managed the light, likes of Rashford and, and maybe show a bit more in these Carabao Cup games or Europa League games?
0: I mean, he. I don't know, man. It's always difficult to say because uh, you, you. On the one side, you want to play your best team if they're available, yeah. Of and course. and on the other side, you you don't want to be the manager that, you know, if players, or if you take someone off and then you concede a couple of goals and you lose the result, you don't want to be the manager that people go and point at and be like, oh, why did you take him off? Why did you take them off? That was a yeah. stupid decision. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's also a bit of luck. It's also, I mean, you you can you can get a leg breaking challenge on anyone at any point in the game you know like it, we lost Donny van der Beek for the whole season and and no one batted an eye but then if that had been I don't know Casemiro touch wood then people would have lost their minds being like why is he playing mm-hmm. in a in a game like yeah. that what you know what is he doing so the, you kind of don't really have control over that in a sense obviously you want to you want to save your best players and you want to make sure that people stay fit, but you can't always be on top of that. So it is a bit of luck, I think, at the same time as well.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel about that with Arsenal? Because obviously, like, there's not that much rotation going on, but you've just been really lucky with the the injuries this season.
1: You say that, but, I mean, Saliba is out. Um, Jesus was out a long time. Even like Smith-Rowe, who, who would play an amazing role, I think, if he would be would have been fit the whole season. He's just not getting in the rhythm at the moment. But yeah, of course, I mean, overall, we've been we've been quite fortunate with the injuries, you're right. And uh, I think it, it's a bit of a blessing that we didn't go a long way in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup because we just don't have the squad to compete on all on in all competitions at the moment if you want if you want to win the premier league so maybe for one season I'm I'm okay with that but I'm otherwise I'm not really a big fan of going out in these competitions because I think as a as a as a club of this size you should you should aim for for higher results but in this special season I think it's I'm okay with it
0: yeah it feels kind of that way doesn't it with arsenal it's like almost yeah. let's not let's not yeah. right now about anything other than maybe we can do this. <laughs> We've got bigger things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because obviously if, uh, at, at some point you're then going to want to be like we want to challenge for every trophy and use that stereotype again, but, but at the moment it yeah. feels like it's it's probably wiser to just don't yeah. look left and right, don't get distracted. Which yeah. brings us lovely into the Arsenal-Liverpool game, which I think we can all agree on was one of the games of the season, ended 2-2 at Anfield and if you haven't seen yeah. it, you missed a lot of great stuff. I mean, there was the, <laughs> there was Arsenal rushing into a 2-0 lead and I remember I was I at the pub watching it with my cousins and we were all just looking at each other going, like, how the hell are Liverpool going to get even just the, on the ball? You know, Arsenal was so dominant the first half hour of that game, could have been 3-0 up even, just blew them away. And then suddenly Liverpool found a way back in. Slowly, slowly, they started getting more confident. Arsenal... Maybe also rattled the crowd at the wrong time. We'll talk about mm. that incident in a second. Um, and eventually, Liverpool got back into it and, and scored before half time with Salah and then missed a penalty through Salah halfway through the second half. And then eventually did get the, the equaliser later on in the game through Fumino after Sinchenko probably made his only defensive error all season. Uh, and. It was a great game. It had everything, like eight yellow cards and a, a, a linesman elbowing Andy Robertson and just complete and utter madness. <laughs> and I remember you texting us after the game, I need a moment. <laughs> and I couldn't blame you because that was that was intense. Have you recovered yet?
1: I have. I think I, um, I took the whole Monday off just <laughs> away from football <laughs> because I just had to digest it. It, it was so funny because I invited... The, um, all of my friends here, uh, to my house and we watched the game. Oh shit! And honestly, and they they were, some of them. Uh, two of them are, are Liverpool fans, and uh, and the rest of them were kind of neutral. But they were just like screaming and running around and joy. <laughs> it, it was complete. And honestly, after the game, I was like, ten minutes just on the sofa, and I was just like lying there, <laughs> and was just like closing my eyes and just breathing because my body was just one hour just under complete stress and it was like oh you need to be happy with the point i said i am happy with the point i just i just i just need to uh, digest this for a minute yeah (laughs) yeah and you know and it was it was i never experienced something like that i mean it was crazy the penalty and even even though I'm, we're so lucky with the point. We had this one counter-attack, you know? Oh,
0: with man. Martinelli,
1: Crossard oh, and Saka. Uh, to be fair to Alisson, he read it really well. But if we just nick it there, I mean, we would have won the title. I'm 100% sure if we won it there. Yeah, imagine, I'd agree with you. I think if you imagine imagine win this game, teams. it's
0: over. Yeah.
1: And and probably all the all the the, the whole club is probably on the, on the pitch and celebrating with their way and... This would have been perfect but it wouldn't be it would be it wouldn't be uh, deserved but uh yeah my i don't know i don't know where to start to be honest
0: let's 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 go a bit uh, my my let's go title race my my uncle when we were leaving yeah. the pub he was like if arsenal failed to win it they'll look back at this game and be like, shit, we should have won that one. And I disagree with him. I actually don't think so. Yeah, I think you'll I take a point. Too. I think before the game, you'll take a point at Anfield. And in the end, having yeah. seen Liverpool's chances, they could have won it at the end. So even now, yeah. you almost have to be glad you didn't lose it. And at the same time, paradox in a paradox way, City now have the title in their own hands again. So it's also a really yeah. bad result for Arsenal. How yeah. do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, that's like exactly how I feel. I mean, we were talking about it after the game. You've got to be happy with the point. And I'm saying, yeah, I am. But it's just difficult to be happy with a point if City is breathing down your neck, you know? Yeah. And and City, you might know, we add, they look so good right now. They look very good. And I think they are not going to lose many points until the rest of the season, let's say that. And it's just, it's just about Arsenal, I think. I think it's good that we just that we got this experience because we go away to Newcastle, we go away to Man City, and Ian, we go away to Nottingham Forest, which I don't think will be easy when they're fighting for their lives at their ground. It's gonna be tough. I agree. So we had we had this kind of experience now, and I'm 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 like confident that maybe we can weather the storm a bit better in these next tough away games. So that's one positive I take from this game as well, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna go right to the le, uh, last day of the season. I think.
0: Yeah, it does. It does seem to be that way, and and that Liverpool, uh, that City Arsenal game now is just monumental size for for yeah. the
1: whole league and
0: yeah and everything. So. And even
1: though Arsenal, Arsenal, I think they didn't play well out of the back in the second half, they couldn't really and they they had some sloppy moments i mean liverpool were exceptional they were so good
0: yeah after think, that after that 40th minute run contra between between trent and yeah. and, and Xhaka, where yeah, know, where jacka just yeah. reacted to a foul on him and then there was a bit of a of a something and then yeah they kind of sparked the stadium what what did you make of
1: it yeah i mean i think that the media put it a bit bigger than it was but I mean you don't you don't guess up the crowd at Anfield, you just don't I think that's so stupid it, it, you could hear a pin drop in there I think. yeah and and then you just guess them up like that, and you know you always i you know you all i you always smile when I say this, but Anfield is just very special, I think, and you don't you don't guess up the crowd and when they get in their stride. It's, it's very difficult to stop them and they press you and they and they create chance after chance and it's getting even more hyped up and then the players react to the hype of the crowd and then the the crowd gets even more hype and then it's like a, a spiral, you know. Yeah, and, and, and
0: the, the, yeah. obviously in Switzerland we're very used to Jacka doing this. He's a very controversial yeah. figure even as the captain of the national team even though he's probably the best player Switzerland has ever had. Um, yeah. Full stop but he's always yeah. got that little bit of emotional overreaction in him shall we say and and yeah. he definitely picked a bad moment to to provoke yeah, Liverpool's did. players on the weekend
1: but it's also his his strength you yeah know? His, his, he he plays the way he plays the game that way and he's so um he works so hard and he's so important to the team I don't think you you <laughs> To blame him for that, I think is very harsh because, I mean, there were so many moments which we couldn't handle it better. It's not only Chaka's fault, and he's played such an exceptional season. I I don't I think it's very harsh to to pinpoint it at him again.
0: I I agree with you. I think I don't think we need to make more of it than than it was. It was just one of those yeah. situations where you could see the game kind of just. Ever so slightly more, and obviously, like with the next yeah. attack, Liverpool had already scored. Um, so it's easy to kind of point fingers at Jacker again, which yeah. I think in this case is a bit unfair. Yeah. Let us move on to the Bundesliga. We mm-hmm. obviously just co- we obviously covered the the big game, the Dortmund Bayern game, uh, the four two mm-hmm. last time around, and we got to talk about uh, Bayern Munich again because in midweek, shortly after we released our podcast, they lost to Freiburg in the cup, which mm. kind of made us all a bit happy. A because we don't love Bayern winning everything and and B because we're all kind of fans of Nagelsmann and, and we were kind of happy to see that they're struggling even without him. Mm. But I wanna talk about the team they lost to, which is F S C Freiburg. They are fifth in the table. They are Quite a small club from the south of the country. And they're playing... They played a Europa League this year and and they just went out to Juventus last round. Massive overachievement for a point for a club at that size when you consider teams like Schalke and, and... I don't know, Stuttgart and, and Hamburg even, who's in the second league. So a lot of massive clubs in Germany are really struggling. And Freiburg have been consistently in the top half of the table, have now been in Europe a couple of times. They're actually flirting with Champions League football at, at the moment. And to mm-hmm. maybe compare this to English terms, it's a bit like um, Brentford, maybe, from the size of the club. It's It's quite... Quite yep. small, um, but yeah. they've had the same manager for a long, long time. His his name is uh, Christian Streich. He's been at the club mm-hmm. for like more than ten years, I think. Absolute legend. Really cool. Really cool club. A lot of my mm-hmm. friends from Switzerland, because Freiburg is quite close to the Swiss German border. So a lot of friends of mine always yeah. go there. They're into the cup semi final. They played by and again and lost one nil at the weekend. But they're they're still in with in touching distance with the the Champions League spots. What do you make of of Freiburg?
1: Yeah, I mean they're overachieving massively. And um, but is it still overachieving
0: if they've been doing it for no, a few no. years and now?
1: Of course. But as a club, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, Stuttgart and and Hamburg just overall as a club since the last 3 or 4 years they're overachieving and it's amazing i think even they got in euro europa league in the past few years and this helped them financially you know and it's it's that spiral you know you get this money and then you can reinvest and then you 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 get better and if you have a if you have a stable coach and you have a stable club which don't get to um, I don't know rattled if they lose one or two games, you know, yeah. like Gladbach or like Stuttgart, which the, the fan base is so huge and it's such a big club and it's so big in the region. It's just it's just calm, you know, and I think the club is run very good. They have very good players who are there since a lot of years. There's stability. There's a clear identity how they play, and it's just a it's just a very good example of how you should behave if you're a club like Freiburg and they're doing an amazing job.
0: Yeah, I agree with you what you said there. I mean, Strike has been in, in office since 2011 actually, so that's 12 yeah. years now, which is in after, since post-Ferguson slash Wenger era, that's unthinkable really. Yeah. But it just shows mm. that longevity brings its merits, you know. They're, of course. They were in the cup final last year. You just have
1: to get the right guy in, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's actually not true. They were in the cup semi final last year as well. Um, but yeah, they've just. They no, in the final. They were in the no. final. I thought it was Union. Yeah,
1: against against. Um, Leipzig. Leipzig. Oh, yeah, it was Union. Yeah, they beat in, in the, the semi.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so so it, it's just one of those where, like, if you want to see how to manage and lead a football club, that's why I compared them to Brentford, because I feel like Brentford are doing yeah. the same, you know, where people kind of expect them. You look at their at their squad and you see actually this team probably shouldn't be that high up in the league or they shouldn't be you know with Brentford especially after their first season everyone was like oh yeah they're going to go down now and second season is almost more difficult and and with Freiburg it's the same you often see these sort of smallish teams once they get to the European football, a lot of people, a lot of players leave and they kind of drop off a little bit and then it's difficult to replace them and then you find them in the relegation squabble and, and if things go really badly, they, they get relegated. But with Freiburg, they've just kind of managed to go from strength to strength and, and yeah. just not panic and, and do really well. So
1: One Exciting. thing as well, um, I think they went down with him as well and they didn't take him, yep. which is very ra- rare. Yeah. And it shows just the the trust and the, the togetherness. They don't panic. They just okay, we're down now, and we we realize we're in the second division, and we just go from here. And that's just a very good mindset of how to to run and how to to manage a football club. But it, I also think it's very difficult to behave like that if you're a Schalke, if you're a Hamburg, if you're a Gladbach, because it's just a complete different league. Yeah, and it's a diff. And even with the media, you have always more attention. It's very difficult to have this sort of calmness in in within a club, you know. So almost it, the side it, of the club stops them yeah. from
0: being successful.
1: Uh, maybe it can it can it can harm them, but on the other side of it, if you bring these huge fan bases and if if you bring this huge I don't know love love and passion for a club, you know that can also help as well. But, it's just, if, even if a Brentford or a Freiburg, if, the, if they win three, three or four games in a row, nobody's going to panic. Nobody's going to say a word about the manager, you know? Yeah. And that's really difficult, uh, really helpful because the manager can just, you know, he can just work without, without all the time worrying about his seat, you know? Yeah, I get that.
0: I mean, and in and in in Germany, there's a lot of huge teams struggling because of just that. And then you see these yeah. smaller clubs like Union Berlin and Freiburg now, with the you know twenty thirty k stadiums, quite modern stadiums, but still got good atmosphere. And and mm. they're just kind of, it kind of feels like hard work pays off better than just having a massive club with a huge fan base and maybe panicking a bit too soon and and letting emotions get the better of you and and with Streich and, and also Urs Fischer who's the manager of Union Berlin who are sat third still, you know, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. That it kind of feels like their traits of hard work and, and and honest honest work is is uh paying its dividends at the moment in the Bundesliga, which is really cool to yeah. see in the time where clubs like Leipzig and, and PSG exist.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on to our next uh, little segment, which is Swiss football stories, and and I took this chance to, while well, while well, Toto not here, so I'll, I'll give you a bit of a platform to to talk about FC Zurich, which has been really your favourite club from from childhood, uh, and uh, they yeah. just talk me through maybe the the what it me or not what it means to you. Obviously, you're a very passionate fan, and and they're your local team, and you played for them as a as a as a kid, but I want to. I want to kind of understand or no, kind I didn't of
1: play for them as a kid.
0: You don't. You did. I, oh, I thought just no, by your judging by the the training gear that you had. No, no,
1: uh, no, no. I did not this for a friend.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm but not you, that but you don't miss a game. Is is that's definitely true. And I, I don't. I don't miss a game. No. There it is. And just just talk me through the journey you've been on with that club because they used to be when I was like ten, twelve. They won a couple of championships in in 05, 06, or oh six, oh seven. I might be having gotten this wrong now. But 06 was the big one when they beat mm-hmm. Basel on the last game yeah, of the season. Yeah. 07, then, we won as well. 07, you won the title again. Then playing Champions League in 09, where Real Madrid into AC Milan. Then you got relegated mm-hmm. halfway through the te- 2010s. Mm-hmm. And, but in the same year, you won the cup. And now you got promoted and won Three the title. Times. Yeah. So, so, yeah, talk to me yeah. through that journey and... and Yeah, just explain to the English listeners what FC Zurich stands for for you
1: so just maybe about the journey um, the very good friend of mine who is a close friend of our family he wished for his birthday that we should go to Zurich against Basel game when I think it was 2010 Mm -hmm. so I just missed the glory days I mean I watch it on TV sometimes but I just missed it and i think i was 9 years old and then we went to this game and then oh it's really nice and we lo- we love the atmosphere and the passion you know for the club so we we st- always started to go a bit more and then i think in the season 2 2012 and 2013 we got our season ticket and from then on it was uh, yeah the full part of my life and you know um with the we won the cup the next year which was amazing against a very very strong bottle in the final which was amazing what, I mean it was one of the best experiences of my life and then we got i mean what 1415 we finished third and 1516 we got relegated yeah how how does that happen top. like what how yeah what i think it's similar to to, to, to lesser in a way you know you just you're just going on the season then you you lose some games but you never think you're in danger you know and then it's like 10 games to go and you think oh we are in the mud here and especially with the manager was a bit of it was Sami Hypia i'm sure some of the listeners know him from liverpool they went and do. he just he just he just couldn't manage the squad and it was no no style of play, um, you could see that the team lacked the, you know, how how Jose would say uh, the bottle <laughs> and we just lost game after game in the last minute and it was just horrible and yeah and then we, we got relegated. And, and still won the cup. I remember that yeah. I remember vividly the, yeah. the fans <laughs> the, the
0: fans in the corner there put up the yeah, like the game. they put on the big um banner saying uh they were they'd already been relegated and then the cup yeah. final they kinda came with a banner saying turn up, win the cup, then go home and keep on shame. Yeah, keep on hanging your heads yeah. in shame.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a harsh message, but um the season is just it was horrible, and it was it was it really it was so embarrassing going to places and losing six one five one. They they really let us down there, and the and the, the I, don't, I don't know the the president or the chairman. Yeah. Kanepa, he, he he thought he could, you know, run the sport sports department mm. on his own, basically, and he thought yes, he um, good enough knowledge of football to to sign players and you know to recruit players which was obviously wrong and and then when we we did a a big big uh, restructure and we got a, a, a director of sports in and we brought in some very experienced players who played a super league in a very high level were just a bit older but um, they, they they it was enough to to get up again and I really have to say I, I enjoyed that season. It sounds a bit, a bit, uh, paradox, but it, it was very. It was a good season with some amazing away trips. You know. Yeah, because sadly you're playing in we,
0: much, much more smaller stadiums, yeah, shitty atmosphere. Yeah, and we the
1: stadiums. Yeah, and we we got good atmosphere and we won game after game. So for one year it was, it was a it was a cool experience going to these like smaller grounds. But uh, yeah, of course, we wanted to get back. And then in, this, in the next season where we got up, we, we finished fourth and we, we got into the, into the. We won the cup again. And this was probably one of the best seasons ever because we won. I don't know if you know the game against Thun, the quarterfinal. Uh, uh, You're going to have to refresh my memory. You have, to, you have to watch the highlights. Basically, I have the ticket on on my uh, I'd say on my wall. Mm-hmm. We uh, were down three one in the eighty fifth minute. Oh wow! So, to, at the sixty eight minute, I think two three, then ninety plus one or something, three three, and then ninety plus four, <laughs> four three. It was madness. Honestly, I never seen such madness in the stands. <laughs> it was crazy. Honestly, I think I hopped like a stranger with it who had his top off. So it was complete <laughs> carnage. My friend it was like on the ground, and because he stumbled, because he ran down the stairs for whatever reason, <laughs> and then just someone grabbed him, pushed him up, and and just screamed him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was complete madness. So it was, and then we won in the last minute against our local rivals as well in the in the semifinal. Yeah, which was crazy, and then we won against the the champions ebay in and their ground in the final 2-1 scored so and was, the goal
0: scorer was a bernese lad as well so that was that was yeah, fun for my yeah, friends they, back home in bern and then you won the was, championship obviously last year which we've spoken about yeah, um exactly, exactly. and then nearly got relegated again this season although it's looking it's looking all right now you might even make europe yeah. this year
1: yeah and um especially we won the champions after three very hard years which we were like a bit of the near the relegation zone again just managed to get out but yeah this season was crazy i mean this it was an amazing season we we went to basel and beat them we went to to bern and beat them we won up nearly all the derbies it was just crazy and the, the, Best year ever. Yeah, a lot, and, and obviously and this year we just we just got back to our, our usual selves. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy how
0: in Switzerland you can just if if things just work out for one year and you got a bit of luck, you can easily just win the championship. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I'm not saying it was easy, but you, they just no, they had no. Wilfried Nyonto who's now at Leeds, who was an integral figure, and and yeah. he was just on fire. And then if you can put a few games, a few a few wins together, gather some momentum. Yes, yeah. it's, it's only a league of ten and teams. You have to so say can do that
1: that. Uh, that eBay and. And Basel, also uh, Bern and Basel, they were they were having a, a difficult season as well. If one of them were were firing, maybe we wouldn't have won it, yeah. to be honest. Or not
0: them. as comfortably, because you did win it quite no, comfortably in the end.
1: We did not win it quite comfortably in the end, yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, the ultimate going through thick and thin story for Swiss football. Thank you for that. <laughs> Let's talk about Champions League quickly. Tonight, we have the first yeah. legs of the semi final into away. In Benfica, what do you think?
1: Oof, difficult to predict. Uh, my my uh, my coach is an Inter fan, so he he said he's quite worried about it, but um, I still think because of the experience and because of the kind of players Inter has, they will probably get through it. But Benfica look really good. I like how they play. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a fifty-fifty. It's difficult to say, but maybe I just notch Inter.
0: Okay, for me, for me, this this reeks of of one-one or nil-nil. I don't see a lot of goals. I see both teams not wanting to to decide the tie too early. Uh, Inter have been on a shocking run of mm-hmm. form in the league, so they're gonna they're gonna want to not lose this one. Uh, and Benfica yeah. just lost to Porto on the weekend, so they're both gonna be very careful. I don't see a lot of goals in this. Um, where I do see goals is City Bayern. I think that could be a bit more fireworky. Who do you have there? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think City. I think it's a, it's a, Bayern has the um, advantage that they play their se- the second leg at their ground, but I think City just because they look so good and Bayern still I think they're I I watched the game against Freiburg and they're still finding themselves in a way. Uh, how they really want to play, who they want to play, Sané, Coman, Gnabry, what, who's the right guy, you know. And City, they look really settled now and they look firing. So, I just, I just give it to City. Yeah.
0: Just quickly a word on, on Real, Chelsea and Milan, Napoli playing tomorrow. Who who do you see as coming out on top of the first two legs?
1: Um, I see Napoli still going through and because just of the quality and I see of course Real Madrid um, going through as well they have too much and if, the, if you see how they play their company Vinicius, uh, Vinicius and Benzema and were just Benzema. electric I mean they're, they're together they're just so yeah, scary that was
0: really scary the way they tore Barca apart crazy game by the and way again, that, that classic and level. again
1: if, if Real Madrid if, imagine Chelsea go 1-0 up they don't care no. nothing if they go 1-0 down I mean they have so much experience yeah. they've been there so many times they won't get get rattled in any sense of any time in the game. So. yeah for sure
0: Yeah, they're the team you don't want to play in the Champions League at the moment with no. the aura just no the aura no. that they bring you just don't want to play yeah. Real Madrid it's
1: just Real Madrid you know? yeah. yeah
0: yeah I agree with you I think one of these Chelsea-Real Madrid games uh, will be very tight and the other one will be very clear victory yeah, to Real Madrid I so I mean and, oh, and is... I still see AC Milan going through our boy Hashi will be happy to hear it Um, just <laughs> quickly because we're running out of time Just have you got your top three and, and flops i got them ready oh for... I love it hit me with them
1: <laughs> so I'm going to start with the tops yeah um, Ramsdale yeah I think I don't have to expand on that no really good um, at, the at Liverpool De Ligt he was amazing as well I yeah. watched the game and he scored the screamer yep yeah. And then I have I have four. I mean Yeah,
0: three Grealish. assists in yeah. a game, the youngest Grealish. player ever to, to get three so record three Premier League assists in open play. Yeah.
1: And again in, in the one v ones he looked so good. Yeah. And uh, Grealish he's just getting into form and he's the only guy who I would um, be happy about if they would win the championship because I really like him. I yeah, he's like a him. he's a good lad. I think if you go on a night out, I think you want to bring really For greedy.
0: sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. Then the flops, I just wanted to put um, three times the refs <laughs> at the start. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it's shocking, honestly. I don't know what they're doing. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, there was it,
0: against, Brightf- against Brighton in the Liverpool Arsenal. There were so many calls. They just didn't get right this weekend. It was I mean, so bad.
1: It's just... I cannot, I cannot explain it too much... I, I tried to find a way in some of these decisions to explain, okay, maybe here, maybe there, maybe this, maybe that. No, it's just bad yeah. refereeing. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah, It's crazy. And then the second one, I love this player, but I have to call him out when I see it. Madison. I think yes, he oh. the back pass. To yeah. The uh, Potentially yeah, could have gotten them
0: relegated. It, like that, That's a huge, a huge goal to give away.
1: Yeah, and he's not really creating much in the no. last few games. And Leicester, maybe look at him as the as their guy who can get them out. And at the moment, he's just not doing that. Yeah. No. And then Fulham, Fulham are really they really they look, they don't look they don't look um so good anymore. They don't create as much, and they look a bit. Look a bit. Uh, uh, how do you say it?
0: They they look they're like a team best. that has nothing to play for at the moment. It's like yeah, that definitely. United game in the FA Cup kind of... Because they, they needed to win that and they were winning it. And they didn't, and yeah. they lost their top scorer, Mitrovic. They lost Villian, really, and now they're sat 39 points, 10 games to go. Not really in any relegation danger, not really any chance of, of European football. And now they're just floating in 10th place, not really got yeah. anything to play for. And I think it shows, which Did is a shame because they had a great season. Serious, yeah. yeah, I agree with you.
1: But the, I mean, they're not in any danger for
0: it. No, no. That's good. Need to strengthen in summer and then go again next year like Chelsea
1: unlike Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> unlike Chelsea who imagine Chelsea get dragged they lose every oh, game man. now and they get into it. it would be kind
0: of funny they're playing Arsenal and United and I think is it is it uh, City they play as well they, they have a difficult run of games as well uh, yeah they play yeah. City Newcastle Arsenal and United
1: yeah so and Brighton and Brentford and
0: Brighton and Brentford exactly so good luck good and luck New to Chelsea. Chelsea as well yep gonna be a yeah, fun one
1: Chelsea and, uh, I think they but I don't think it should be good for them to to go to the conference league I think nobody wants that no 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 you have to tr- you have to travel and then uh, yeah
0: Eastern European away games yeah, never nice yeah,
1: no 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 and then you get get a side uh, a two-legged like tackle on their ankle so.
0: exactly it's only injuries and and pain coming from those yeah. games my friend, thank you so much for yeah. hopping on this to, with me today. We will have Doctor yeah, back. We'll probably put out a post-Champions League uh, poddy at some point later this week. Just a short one. This is meant to be short. Yeah. We've gone 50 minutes now. Uh, as always, to our, to our one listener, which is probably my mum, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad. And, and your dad. Actually, two listeners we have. Thank you, guys, um, for listening in. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on Friday.